0: Mamas, you are capable of managing your own finances.
1: Hi, this is Danielle and Kira, and you're listening to Scrunchify, a show by mamas for mamas. Here we cover all the creative ways to make money, save money, and invest to reach financial freedom and live the life you want.
0: All right. Hi, Danielle. <laughs> Hello. We good are morning. back. Back in action. Two mamas talking about financial independence. Retire early. Oh. Uh, Today, we want to talk about DIY finances. So Danielle, how is it that we are able to manage our six-figure net worth portfolios while working full-time jobs and being moms?
1: The short answer is I suspect we're both a little bit nerdy about this stuff. (laughs) Long answer is at some point we got super interested and we dove like headfirst into all the free abundant information available online and in books and on podcasts. And we just gave ourselves our own like self-directed master's degree, maybe PhD at this point. I'm not really sure. Right? Uh, We haven't really done independent research, although I guess we are our own independent research.
0: You know all about that. (laughs) No.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But that's it. That's like the main thing is that Instead of looking at finances going, oh, I should just go outsource this to somebody, right? Somebody who knows more than me. We've decided to become that somebody because they got that knowledge somewhere. And I suspect we do this with multiple things in our lives, not just finances. Yeah. But what's interesting is that finances seems to be the thing that most people either outsource or don't really dive into and learn about. Yeah. So we kind of became these like outlier people who were like, no, we want to DIY this, mm-hmm. you know? And so we stepped in and we started doing it all of our- ourselves and then got like awesome results. And now yeah. here we are going like, Hey, hey, millennials, like listen, hey Gen up. X, like, mm-hmm. are y- are you guys doing this fun, nerdy stuff like we are, you know, and trying to get yeah. people interested in their finances.
0: Yeah, I mean, we know that it's not taught in school. At least when we were going to school, and it's not really taught to this level in school these days. And not even your financial advisor and financial planner. If you go to them and say, "Hey, I want to retire early," they're going to be like, "Oh, uh, let me thumb through the book. It doesn't say that here." You know, they don't have that plan to like fast track your retirement. They don't have that plan, you know, to make you financially independent today. Um, they want you to go through that 40 year. And the reason why they want you to go through that 40 years, because these financial advisors, financial, um, so financial planner will help you plan out, they don't usually take a percent from your portfolio, but a financial advisor will, they will take a percent, 1% to 5% that you just heard, Danielle. Um, So they want that 40 year long horizon of you going to them and asking them, you know, is this an idea or not, so that they can take that 5% from your portfolio
1: and it's not like they have access to magical information that you cannot get yourself right because recently I talked to like my first financial advisor ever not for me but because my mom was there after getting Mm -hmm. inspired by what we say cool uh which was great but then you know I'm talking to this person and it was funny because we kind of both knew very similar things but my view of everything was way more like for my mom's benefit low cost Mm maybe taking more risks. Like it seems like they really go by a certain book
0: Mm -hmm. and it
1: makes sense. It's very, it seems like very cautious, like, Oh, like you're at this age, like you should do this amount of bonds. You should do this amount of equities, you know? Mm -hmm. And I understand that, but it's like, when you DIY your own finances, you can understand like truly your own ability to like face risk, or if you Mm -hmm. want more reward, or if you want less reward and more, more security, you could just like do it yourself. Like everything that he was telling my mom, like I already knew about. And that was surprising for me because I've never talked to a financial advisor in my life. And here we were both talking and it's like, he didn't say anything I didn't understand.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, so I went to a financial planner. The only thing they were trying to do is sell me insurance, liability insurance, life insurance. Uh, like umbrella insurance. I was like, I don't, I'm not here to talk about insurance. I'm like, I want to talk about my, you know, my portfolio and, you know, things that I could do today so that I can fast track retirement and be financially secure. And they're like, oh, well, you have a 401k, you could open an IRA. And that was the end of the story. They were not giving me any financial advice on um, what stock options to pick that would be for a long retirement horizon? Um, they were not giving me any information of you know traditional IRA versus Roth IRA, backdoor Roth, or rollovers, or use that in an early retirement situation. Um, I telling them that I want to house hack and reduce my expenses, and I'm not going to need as much um, income that they are advising my 401k um, advisors like, Oh, well, you're going to need to replace your income. And I'm like, No, 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 I need to replace my expenses to in order to, you know, to find out how much I need for retirement. And they're like, uh that's not the way we calculate it, so we can't really help you in the story. And mm-hmm. I'm like, that's not good enough.
1: Yeah, they're coming from a different mindset. And I think we also have to understand for the vast majority of the for the vast majority of financial advisors, financial planners, they are themselves not financially independent.
0: Ooh, you so how
1: how can somebody yes advise you how to become financially independent if they themselves have not figured out how to do that or it's not on their radar now yeah. there may be some people who love financial planning and mm-hmm. love financial advising to the point where they are working that after they are already financially independent
0: mm-hmm.
1: but probably 90% or more right are working because they need to work yeah and so when you're coming in with a paradigm shift that that is not necessary right, right. That someone can quote unquote hack the system legally using all just the in plain sight vehicles for investing, right? Mm-hmm. Maxing out your 401k, maxing out your IRA, Roth IRA, et cetera, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's all hidden in plain sight. These people work with this every day, but they yeah. don't see it organized in the way that the fire movement does, mm-hmm. right? They don't see people maxing out all of these accounts and then yeah. continuing to save and saving. And investing over 50% of their income because more than likely they are not doing that and so when you live your life in a certain way Mm -hmm. and everything looks a certain way day in and day out your education told you a certain thing you see a certain thing you're doing a certain thing when you see an outlier you don't believe it or you have doubts or you try to poke holes in what Mm -hmm. that person is bringing to you and so that's where the utility for someone pursuing fire fire Mm -hmm the utility of a financial planner and advisor becomes, you know, not as not as useful, right? Right. Because they don't even know how to do with what you're doing potentially. Yeah.
0: So let's share our secrets, how we DIY our personal finances and how anyone who's listening, they can do it the same uh, with minimal effort. I feel like when I was looking into this, I said, that guy retired at 30. You've heard it on my other podcast. And then there was another guy that retired retired at 30. And then another one, another one, another one, fire community, financial independence, retire early. I was like, I'll just follow what they're doing and I should get the same results. right? And I pretty much am doing that. I just kind of followed their steps because I You know, none of the advisors uh, um, provided information on that. And I'm sure, Danielle, you kind of, you know, reached out in that way and found that same kind of roadmap and have been following that, too. Um, Yes. What you've seen has worked for, you know, all the other fire bloggers.
1: I mean, I think it has a such different feel than the get rich quick schemes. I yeah. can smell those from a mile away, right? I can see, you know, the multi-level marketing, right? My mom was in that. I've had friends in those. The mm-hmm. what they sell is very different. They're selling something that almost feels too good to be true in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Um you'll get very rich if you just follow these three steps. It's so easy. Just do this. you know, yeah. put all of your money in this one stock. I can predict the future, et cetera. right. Yeah the fire movement is is so much more down to earth than that. And I noticed that right away. Like these are people usually who are not making money to even tell their story. For the vast majority, they kind of started like us, right? They were just like, why don't people know about this? Like the statistics are horrible. Like I just read like 95% of millennials are not saving enough for retirement. And that is traditional retirement. I'm not talking about trying to liberate yourself from work early, okay? Or required work early. So this stuff is not getting into the mainstream culture, even if it is, it's not shifting behavior enough. So Mm -hmm. I think that there in the FIRE community, there is this authentic drive to just educate people. And that's what drew me in because I could tell in my gut that this was not like a scam. This was Mm -hmm. not something where I was going to do very risky things with my money and then someone else is going to profit. Right. Right. The main touted website to invest your money, Vanguard.com, is essentially yeah. like almost like a non-profit, right? Everybody yeah. who invests into Vanguard is the owner. There is right. no like uh, five people that are making millions of dollars from Vanguard. Yeah. Yeah. So already there are these, these aspects of fire that are very much like – kind of down to earth and mutually helpful for everyone.
0: Yeah. And
1: almost shifting the paradigm. So I was super attracted to that. And I was like, no, this, this sounds great. And I did my, you know, due diligence and research. And I was like, yeah, if I follow these principles, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: you know, you can do it any way you want. Right. But the principles are all the same. Every fire person you'll ever listen to will tell you pretty much the same thing. They say, please live below your means invest like, 50% 50% of your income if you can, if not, like find a side hustle so that you can do that and liberate yourself from the need to work. Yeah. You can keep working, but liberate yourself from the the necessity of having to do it for the next 40 years.
0: Right. So let's just get into like the bare bones of basics. Um, managing your personal finances really starts with managing and tracking your expenses Creating that budget, we do need to start there. The reason why we need to figure out how much money we need to save, how much money do we need, you know, to invest to retire early, to be financially secure and independent. Um, so we both use an app that tracks that. We plug in all our accounts. We plug in our, you know, crazy travel hacking credit cards. Uh, we plug in if we have loans or whatever. We plug it all in, and it tells us one. Um, what our expenses are monthly over the year and then it'll also track our net worth. So we plug in our um, investment accounts as well and it'll show us you know month, week, day um, as it fluctuates and on average, how much our portfolio is growing over a year. So that's like basic number one, DIY finances, use an app, but um, don't just go to your bank and say, oh, well, I can see what my credit card expenses are there. No, put it all in. That's what a financial planner is going to do. They're going to look at everything. So this is your DIY number one, number two, automate. So I don't know if anyone's getting a paycheck and going to the bank and then cashing it in. If your employee or if your employer offers you know, direct deposit, you need to have that done. You need to automate um, your deposits into your checking, automate it into um, your savings accounts, use apps on your phone. I mean, I feel like we should all be there, but I just want to throw it out there. That leads us to investing. Uh, we just want to say that we kind of use Warren Buffett's, uh, boggle method of total stock market index fund for investing. We're not chasing after stocks, which is why we don't need a financial advisor to go out there and pick stocks for us. We are purchasing total stock market index fund and that could, there's a few of them out there. Uh, we pretty much just go to Vanguard, VTSAX. We're not your financial advisor, but this is the one that we're using. This is the one that we've seen um, out there. Fire bloggers talking about Warren Buffett's talking about it. He said if he invested $10,000 in a total stock market index fund when he bought his first stock in 1940, he would have $51 million today. Well, that's why we don't need a financial advisor going out there picking stocks for us because we're just going tried and true Warren Buffett, $51 million total stock market index fund. Um, I know some people are out there like, well, I've heard about rebalancing and stuff like that. We'll get into that in a little bit. But so we automate our and in savings into our investment accounts. So from our paycheck, you know, we put a chunk, it just automatically goes into buying that total stock market index fund. Uh, you know, paycheck after paycheck either it's through our 401k or through IRA or through a brokerage account and we've, you know, spoken about those accounts in previous episodes, go check it out. So I know some of you are like nervous to go and open up your own investment account and to buy a stock, especially because the stock market fluctuates, we understand that. Um, but we're looking at that average return and still falling back on what Warren Buffett's advice is. So Danielle, for those that are nervous about managing their own money, going in and purchasing their own stock, what do you think they should be doing?
1: I think they should be diving in and doing some of their own research, do you, some of your own reading, read some books, Simple Path to Wealth by JL Collins. That may put a lot of your anxiety aside. I know Kira posted his meditation on what to do when the stock market goes up and down. I think research, this is this is my personality. So I understand if some people don't have this, but I like to research. And so if I'm nervous about something, I try to gather as much objective, true information as I can so that I can make an informed decision. So with the stock market, I just listened to a bunch of podcasts and read about the history of the stock market. And when you look mm-hmm. at the history of the stock market, when you look at a graph, it has continuously gone up. Now there's little blips where it goes like down, up, down, mm-hmm. up, but it's like a huge mountain that's it, like the terrain. It's not like yeah. it's like diving to the bottom. Yeah, now, the longer your time horizon, the better chance you'll have that this will that it will not only go up, but that the interest will compound on itself. I've heard people call this like the eighth wonder of the world is compound interest because (laughs) it just grow it's interest growing on interest growing on interest. And so at some point, what you put in is just this small little amount and the actual interest that's growing upon interest is actually larger than what you put in. So, in a sense, you are risking your money, but at a certain point, there's gonna be more of the money that was made from your money in your account than the money that you put in. Right. So I think it is important to understand that you can lose it all, right? It'd be very difficult to lose it all with a total stock market index fund, but that's mm-hmm. the nature of investing. You don't want to put anything in that you don't have the full understanding that it could go down
0: mm-hmm.
1: and you know potentially in a very, I don't even know what that event would be that would make us lose the total stock market index fund, I guess, mm-hmm. like an, a total disaster. Yeah. I don't know, the dissolution of
0: I mean, we Uh, had COVID and still the market bounced back and I know it was overinflated, but I mean, we lived through 2008. A lot of people literally jumped off buildings because their stock portfolio went down. And guess what? Two years later, about two and a half years later, it bounced back up that 40% drop. The Great Depression. Here we are today. Like, yeah, it keeps bouncing.
1: I think people misunderstand what losing money in the stock market even can be if you're buying right. an index fund that even if that went down to like ninety cents, you still own yeah. that index fund, and if it goes up, your money will go come back again, right mm-hmm. so like you don't lose money unless you sell right? right and we're we are what are called buy and hold investors, which means we're mm-hmm. holding on for the long term, so even if my stocks are down, I haven't lost anything because. Yeah. I'm not pulling out my money. I'm just going to wait for it to recover, which mm-hmm. based on history, it always does. And then yeah. grows even more. So that would be my advice for anyone that's nervous. Is it, please go do this research yourself. Confirm are, is what we're saying. Right. Or are mm-hmm. we just like totally out of touch with reality? Right. Double check what we let say sounds know. nice, but double check. Right. And let us know in the comments. Yeah, like I, I just wanted to say for moms that are like, I have a bunch of kids. I don't, I can't risk mm. my money. Yeah. Like this is a time where I need to be like keeping my money just in case. What if something happens with my kids? Yeah. But the thing about keeping your money in cash is that inflation eats away at it. And mm-hmm. and if we've ever learned something from inflation, like twenty twenty two, that was like my hugest lesson of like how devastating inflation can be yeah and so if we just keep our money in cash that means if inflation goes up seven percent that means our money is worth seven percent less right so investing your money is a way to hedge against inflation mm-hmm. and so that will actually preserve your money better than mm-hmm. keeping it in cash now you are risking it by putting it in the stock market but if you don't risk it that money will keep being eaten away by mm-hmm. inflation. And so it's like to grow your money for your kids and to achieve generational wealth, you will have to accept some risk. And for me, I know that it's like, it's worth it for me. I've done the research and I've decided that it's worth the risk because Mm -hmm. having my money grow, our money, my family's money grow for the next 30 years, Mm -hmm. that could set up my kids for retirement before they even have to like work and put money away. Like if I, I did the math, right. And it's on our Instagram. Mm -hmm. If I invest $35,000 for my kid, not even now when they're 20, when they're 23, by the time they are traditional retirement age, that's going to be like $3 million. Wow. You know? So yes, you're risking $35,000, but the reward Mm -hmm. is incredible. Because that's the beauty. That's the eighth wonder. That's the compound interest doing its work. If I didn't do that,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, how much money would be in the savings account when they were retirement age? $35,000. Mm-hmm. Wow. So with risk comes potential reward. We can't yeah. guarantee what any of the stuff will do, right? Mm-hmm. But I-, I think we both done enough research where we are confident in what we're doing and we see the benefit for ourselves and for our family whereas if we weren't doing it and we're just stockpiling cash it would not it would be very difficult to retire on that
0: Mm -hmm. and here's a suggestion take that money that you're putting into your savings account and put it in a high yield interest account, which is safe. It's not traded in the stock market right now. They're they're earning on average 3%. So take that 3% dividend that you're not even, you weren't even counting on and put that in the stock market. That's secret extra money that you just found, put it in the stock market and let that compound and grow, watch it test it feel it does it feel right does it you know are you seeing that eighth wonder of the world are you gasping in awe how it's growing (laughs) and just go from there
1: get your feet wet
0: get your feet wet
1: start a side hustle and just use the money from the side hustle everything from your w2 job or your self-employment income don't touch that and just risk you know upselling shoes or whatever
0: Yeah, and we're not even talking about a side hustle where you're like, oh, I made a six-figure side hustle business. Look, you could be earning $500 extra a year and put that in the stock market, total stock market index fund, okay? 8% and watch that grow. Do some credit card hacking, bank sign-up bonuses. That's hidden, found money, you know? And put that away. Like, you don't, you know, if you're concerned about risking your own dollars, test it out with this these other income streams. So I know some people might be farther on their journey to getting closer to retiring. um, And you're thinking, okay, well, I probably need somebody to like rebalance my portfolio. I hear that's a good thing. That's what I read in my research. Well, that's something you can do yourself as well. You can go and get the total stock market index fund, which is high risk, but then you could balance it with a total bond market and you can follow like a 60, 40, um, or 80-20. There's some research out there on which one of those. And maybe you could go and speak to a planner just to get that percentage and see which percentage works well for you. But then you go and rebalance your portfolio yourself. Do it once a year. I mean, we're we're mentioning J.L. Collins. He is in a true retirement stage. And he is going in there once a year to rebalance his portfolio between the stocks and the um, bonds. Now, if you don't want to do that, guess what? There's an app for that. Go to Betterment, go check them out. Real, they will rebalance for you. A lot of fire bloggers just use Betterment, they don't even log in. It just automatically does it for you. I think that's what's really interesting. I mean, I, We used to have travel agents that would go and, you know, book your overseas travel. And nowadays there's travel hacking, there's Airbnb, there's so much DOI uh, traveling. Um, And I'm comparing that to financial advisors because there's just so much out there where uh, so many apps out there that will do it for you, like Betterment. So these are, you know, AI algorithms that are doing it for you.
1: And if anyone doesn't know what rebalancing is, or like why mm-hmm. are they talking about this? So to kind of mitigate some risk, instead of having all of your money in a stock in stocks, which would be the total stock market index fund, for example, those are all stocks. Yeah, you would have eighty percent of your money in stocks, and you would take twenty percent, and you would put that in bonds, which are a different type of market. So you won't be totally exposed to the stock market mm-hmm. if it was to fall, you know, a lot. Bonds historically haven't fallen at the exact same time as stocks so it kind of keeps it where you, you where mm-hmm. both both pots of your money are not just like all down at the same time so for people yeah. that are closer to retirement or less risk adverse, you can have a balance of like 80% stocks 20% bonds now what happens is your stocks usually grow more than your bonds so then mm-hmm. it you know they, the, that money increases the bonds stay the same and so then you need to rebalance by taking some of that money out of the stocks purchasing bonds so you keep that ratio of 80 20 Mm
0: -hmm. so it's like a glass of water you know and here it's raining and you know you pour a little bit of that water into the the cup that has been sitting out in the drought or something so you just keep you know going back and forth right now the bonds are higher um so just go and sell some bonds and put in the in the stocks i mean that's simple but that's how simple it is. That's that's why there's so many financial advisors because the information is attainable and achievable and understandable and able to replicate. So be your own financial advisor. Now there might be times that you want to reach out to educate yourself. Financial planner is really great for that. They will help plan out your journey of financial, of traditional retiring. Um, they'll ask you for your budget right they'll ask you what kind of uh life you want lifestyle you want to live um you know do you want the big house or do you want you know what are your money goals do you want to buy a boat like I'm just saying these as like stereotypical things we are not doing that as um fires you know <laughs> fire community retire early Um, But they're going to ask you, what are those money goals? And then they are going to educate you on what accounts are out there, your 401k with your employer, IRAs, which are tax advantages. They might tell you about brokerage. They might. I know some that do not talk about it. They might tell you about high yield accounts. They might not. That's like more of a bank thing. So um, they might tell you about estate planning. They might not. They might tell you about insurance. They might not. Depends on um, you know what uh, education they have to share. Now maybe you are thinking, okay, well I still feel like I need to go to a financial advisor. Well, you need to go and find somebody who is a flat fee, flat rate advisement. Um, so they can either charge you that. 1%, which 1% of a million dollars is $10,000. They're taking $10,000 from you to actively manage your account. Or they'll charge that, sorry, 1% to 5%. Okay, so- And it's every
1: it's every year. Every year. It's not like it's just a one-time percentage. I want people yeah. to understand that that means if your portfolio goes up 7%, now it's only going up 6 Yeah, because someone's taking that 1% off the top.
0: Or even less- Uh, because they could be, imagine if it was five. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, or they, or there's the flat rate. So it's like, Oh, I don't want to pay somebody $750 to sit down and help me pick, you know, what my financial journey is. Guess what? 700, whatever flat rate, A dollar amount is so much better than 1%. 1% doesn't sound a lot when you don't have a lot, but when that money is growing. And I know some people are like, well, they're going to help my portfolio grow. Guess what? Our portfolios are growing with, you know, just fine. Like we're on track to retire by 40, and nobody actively managed that. It's a total stock market index fund doing its thing, algorithm, algae, we're here. That's my auntie algae right there, (laughs) rebalancing and restructuring that index fund. So like I don't know how much weight that has. They're not doing much either to help grow your account. They are just listening to their boss and saying, make sure it looks good.
1: I think we have to remember here that deceased people- outperform living people in investing what google it look it up i'm not making up stuff (laughs) set it and forget it forget like when i invest my money honestly i just pretend it's gone Mm -hmm. i don't look at it ever again because you know what emotion and behavior that is what gets you into trouble. Going in and and messing with your your uh, funds, like what an active manager will do, right? Because they mm-hmm. they think they have these great ideas, and some of them may, but the vast majority do not outperform an index fund or yeah. a deceased person who bought a bunch of things and just never touched them after they died.
0: Wow. Yeah, you know what? If if um, these uh, financial advisors were outperforming, one they would be retired right they'd be financially independent and two warren buffett wouldn't be suggesting that if you just go buy index funds it'll make you a you know gazillionaire um so i mean i want to say one other person you could go to like an estate planner but that's kind of like more like you know getting your financial house in order for children for your will, etc, like that. Um, and then there's a lot of financial coaches out there. If you're looking to set up a financial journey, um, wanting to educate and understand, I feel like going out to a, a financial coach is a good idea. Um, they could help you backtrack to you know, what are your money beliefs? What are your money habits? Because those are really like the ground foundation all the accounts is simple all the you know automating is simple as we're saying there's apps there's you know the the companies that rebalance on their own but changing your habits and beliefs about money is the hardest thing so a financial coach could really help with that
1: what's great about a coach is that they don't really have skin in the game so Mm -hmm. if your investments go up or down or how much you invest like that's not going to change how much money they make whereas with a financial advisor for example like even if they charge a flat fee i've i've learned that they if you want to invest money they will potentially charge a percentage on that transaction so they mm-hmm. will make more money the more money you put in and mm-hmm. then they can also make more money if they have to rebalance your account all the time because then That's charging a transaction fee of like 5% on every time they're rebalancing. So they do have some skin in the game to want you to invest more, to want you to move around your money more. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it's just something to think about that a coach or educating yourself like we did with just Mm -hmm. really diving in and reading the literature and listening to all the podcasts, Like no one that's running a podcast is going to make money if you invest or not.
0: Yeah. Mamas, you are capable of managing your own finances. I don't care if your kids are sick. I don't care if you haven't gotten sleep. I'm just naming all the things that me and Danielle are going through and still we can DIY our finances. I'm meaning to tell you, I want you to go and educate yourself, read what we've written on our, our website, read our blogs, listen to the podcast, go on Instagram, go on TikTok. Find, uh, we are throwing out a lot of information out there. Download the apps, start tracking, start automating, check out Total Stock Market Index Fund, listen to Warren Buffett, his advice that he's been giving out. You can do it. If you have enjoyed the show, please share with another scrunchy mama and hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. For show notes, resources, and links to our other video shorts, check out our website, scrunchify.com.